0: Now, John won't yell at me. (laughs) Or wave. Um, I'm Bobby Hall, President of the Board of Trustees here at uh, Monterey Center for Spiritual Living, and it is my distinct pleasure to introduce our guest speaker today. He is Reverend Tony Bradford, and his spiritual journey began at the East Bay Church of Religious Science where he became a licensed practitioner in 2007. He graduated from the Holmes Institute of Ministry in 2012 and served as East Bay in, at East Bay as a staff minister and at the Center for Spiritual Living in Wilmington, Delaware as a senior minister and currently serves the Oakland Center for Spiritual Living as a staff minister. Um, he also works with the San Francisco AIDS Project as the Director of Community Outreach and Engagement. Engagement. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> we want to engage. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, that is his ministry, and he is also sharing himself with us today, for which we are very grateful. Mm-hmm. Reverend Tony Bradford. Go uh. Thanks.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. All right. Can you hear me? I'm on. Thanks.
0: <sighs>
1: this is, I'm part of the tall team. So you've had Reverend Robert come down here, right? Uh, so he is actually my mentor and one of my teachers at um, East Bay. And we were talking earlier, uh, Bobby, how... We all stumbled into this philosophy. Um, I'm in recovery for Jehovah Witness. <laughs> just, just put that out there now. Um, so when someone said, "Oh, I'm going to take you to this place," and I thought, if there's one cross, if there's one person screaming at me, you know, especially being um, uh, gay, um, I thought, uh, oh, you know, I'm running. Well, I walked in the doors and my heart just opened. And I cried and still crying. So um, talking about um, this wonderful subject of love, um, I'm also um, in the middle of uh, mentoring and teaching the Prac-2 class. So for those of you who know about practitioners, uh, they spend a lot of time uh, getting prepared to be of service to you, the community. So Pract 2 is about it's kicking their butts. You know, it is really, really open, opening their inside um, to do the work uh, that we talk about. And we practice this stuff constantly. If someone had told me that, oh, once you get a minister's license, your life is perfect, no, it doesn't happen that way. We practice this stuff. And today, I I'd love, love, um, and this is a good time to talk about. Um, So right now we're using the um, themes. Um, A lot of the centers across um, the country and world are working on the same themes. So you'll hear the message and we want to send it out to everyone. So the principle this month is spirituality in action. Okay, So we're talking about move your feet, use this stuff. That's what we're talking about. Moving and grooving and working this philosophy to change your life. Um, one way I think of spirituality, especially with organized religions, um, spirituality is their uh, or the work to get to God everyone 's trying to get to the same place, you know whether the philosophy is you know pretty intense or, or not we 're all trying to connect to spirit so or connect to God, and spirituality is that way to do it. So how do we do it? How do we work this stuff to get there so i 'll tell you about uh, how I'm doing it in my life. That hopefully it'll uh, be a tidbit for you to take away. Um, so the theme for me is leading from the heart. You know, a lot of the work we do comes from the heart. You know, you 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 see these people, um, uh, and I love the people in the corner, the old Jehovah Witnesses. Okay, let me just go there. JW.com. <laughs> Have you seen that? Okay, they've modernized Jehovah's Witnesses, so it's it's all online now. So when you see JW.com, it's the same thing. Oh, JW.org. So I laugh because that was my life for a long time, knocking on doors, standing on corners. Um, The mantra for them is to speak the truth and and their truth uh, and tell people about it. Um, So some of them are wonderful, and you don't slam the door on everybody, right? You, sometimes you let them in, um, but they're leading for the heart. Most, most religions, people lead uh, from a truth, or, or they're, they're sincere about it. Um, but this philosophy, um, love is the center of it. Love is a, a base of it, and that's what drives me and keeps me here. Um, one groovy thing I want to show you, say I'm dating myself groovy, um, or talk to you about um, is the work that we do to prepare for talks. Um, It's my favorite thing to do um, because it sets me up. I might not say everything on here, but it gets my heart and my mind talking about how I've used this in my life and and be able to um, share it to you. Um, But I went back uh, and looked up, you know, what what do we really believe here in this philosophy? And the science of mind originally was called A Philosophy of Faith, A Way of Life by Ernest Holmes. And I love that, the original title. We've sort of gotten down to a point where we're kind of, I don't want to say dumbing it down, but you know, when we went from religious science to centers for spiritual living, everyone thought we were Scientology. So there was a lot of uh, um, uh, marketing around getting to where we're at now. But that was published in 1926, and then it was revised in 1938. But I love having this philosophy as a way of life, right? Um, Wikipedia. Okay, my favorite thing is going online. Miss Google is great too, so just always ask her for something, and she'll give you an answer. Um, Wikipedia defines the science of mind is a book by Ernest Holmes. It proposes a science with a new relationship between humans and God. Holmes writes. Holmes writings detail how people can actively engage their mind in creating change throughout their lives. Explanations on how to pray and meditate, right? We know that. Heal oneself spiritually, find self-confidence, and express love led homes to believe religious science is a philosophy, a faith, a way of life. And, and that's a, a foundation that I'm excited to say and remind you. Is that why we, That's why we all got into this, right? You wanted to change your life. You heard the same message I did. And when I realized I have part of that, That, you know, I don't have to, (laughs) my thing with the Jehovah Witnesses, I don't have to create freaking flyer miles, right? I don't have to knock on doors for 10 hours a week or stand on a corner. You know, people are told they have to do something to get to God. No, you you have connection with it. You can change your mind and that can change your life. And that life, that spirituality and action is what we're going to talk about today. So um, how do I use this stuff? How do I work it in my life? I did not become a minister to uh, become Mother Teresa or Gandhi because Mother Teresa was not Mother Teresa every, you know, 24/7. You know, her her family didn't call her Mother Teresa. You know, she was Terry from around the block or you know whatever her nickname was. So I want to let you off the hook. You are not to walk around and be a saint all the time. You are a human having a spiritual existence. So that human self. Especially those of us <coughs> at a certain age, and I won't talk about that. Um, we have a lot of stuff that has been put in our consciousness, and it's just not going to go away or be replaced in an instant. Okay, so just 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 know that. But take yourself and and forgive yourself for uh, feeling like you need to jump in and uh, Oh, I read a book, and I'm going to change overnight. So how do I use this stuff? How have I worked it? Um, How have I led by my heart in love? Um, I use three things, and this is the the tidbit I want you to uh, go home with. Affirmation, treatment, meditation. A-T-M. Not automatic (laughs) telemarketing machine, or I think that's what it's called, ATM. Automatic teller machines, I think that's what ATMs. No, I'm talking about affirmations, prayers, and meditation. Those are three tools that we are taught, you are taught in classes, and that's what I use today. And I'll kind of give you some instances on how I, I work it. But um, you can do it anytime. You don't have to wait till New Year's Eve to you know set your intentions for the whole year. Uh, you don't have to wait till something happens. You can do it instantly and every day. If something happened yesterday, replace that with something good. Um, i 'll start with uh, this quote, and I think I, you have it somewhere um, and I ministers, we borrow things we don 't uh, sometimes we give credit um, this morning. one of my things on Sunday now is i 'll listen to Joel uh, or some of the tele, uh, television ministers, and you know he was he was on a roll today, and he was kind of talking about my talk, and then you know he went off and said some other direction, but um, we sort of borrow things now, but what I love, and I want you to also listen is some of the science of mind that they're using now, you know. uh, And it's it's what Ernest Holmes wanted. He wanted to build this philosophy for other ministers and other preachers to use, and it's now working for some of them, and they kind of put it in there. But uh, Joel was doing that this morning. Um, But this quote talks about your heart. Guess what? It's a muscle, right? Who exercises here? (laughs) Or you try, Right? Your heart is just the same thing as your, your limbs and your arms. And to strengthen that muscle, right, you need to practice. you got to feed this heart. you got to lead with your heart. And sometimes, and, you know, I hate, I, I don't when, like when people talk negative, you know, oh, you got a black heart, you have no heart, you're heartless. No, there's that stuff that got in that heart that you need to replace it with. So you have to do your exercise for your heart so you can lead by your heart, right? It's just simple. Love magic is real, okay? It's something that we feel and uh, we're drawn to it. It's revealed in love when people talk to you, and you can manifest love. Well, I'll just tell you quickly. So I'm dating this new person, and when you have your little spiritual books in your house, you you don't kind of tell them right away you're a minister. That really scares them away. Um, but he saw my books, and he said, um, okay, so this manifestation stuff, you know, what, what have you manifested? And I just looked at him, you? Okay, that's what you do. I, I know how powerful I am. I can manifest anything. I manifested you. All right, so love is real, or that, that idea of love. And, and we talk about, um, hmm, the vibration of love. It's, it's, um, uh, it's something I didn't understand until really I, I, um, I, I realized I was an empath. You know, and I can feel vibrations. I can feel energy. Um, Reverend E., uh, who was one of my teachers, that, uh, maybe Reverend Roberts talked about her, she floats on energy, and she can feel the crowd. Uh, and she used to uh, uh, look at the music ministry, and she'd say, play that song again. They're not feeling it. You know, she, she she knew the room, you know. She's like, they got, they got to feel it. Um, and one other thing I want to uh, say about the meditation, because people would stay out in the parking lot chatting and miss the meditation. That meditation is a way to open you up for the message. Um, a meditation is something that, um, you know, it could be a short, quick thing. You practice it, and it opens you up for the vision or the inner message. And the music ministry, you know, we love you, and you know, we're glad you're about your talent. And it's God's talent, but that music is to open that vibration really with your heart, because there's songs that you just you know that as soon as you hear it, you know, you either dance or 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 you have a theme song right in your head, right? When you you know you hear the Jeffersons or you hear uh, some other songs of Friends, that 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 little ding jingle or whatever it is, that. Sometimes gives you that fun feeling, like you remember a good time in your life from the music. So think about that when we talk about meditation. Um, so music or uh, the CDs that you see and find about meditations, um, there's a vibration. There's a beat to it. There's actually a science to it that kind of gets you going. Um, when you meditate, and one of the things to look for, and I'm going backwards, I'm going to talk about the meditation now, is sometimes you'll smell things. Does anybody um, kind of, you're, you're, you're sitting around and you like smell your, maybe your mother's perfume that's not even in the room. She might not be on this earth, right? Do you ever have that experience? Or you smell cookies, or you smell um, a familiar, you walk into a grocery store, and you smell, hmm, that's the chicken my mother used to make. Um, these are real things to get you uh, uh, into your heart uh, and get that meditation going. Um, I live in Alameda, and there's a tunnel that takes you in Alameda, and you have to go through Chinatown. Um, but where I work, uh, we're now starting to um, uh, bring food in for clients. And there's this new uh, place called Crunchy Crispy Chicken. Uh, <laughs> It, and they're huge, they're like big pieces of meat. Um, but there's a Louisiana smell, and that's what it's, it's telts. It's like um, uh, Popeyes, that's like a wheat Louisiana, and this one now is uh, it's, it's competition. So I'm driving through Chinatown, which you have to go through to get to Alameda, and I'm like, you know that smell of crispy, crunchy chicken came up, and it—I was like, "Wow, that reminds me of work and my clients." And I look over, and next to uh, my favorite Chinese place is Crispy, Crunchy Chicken, that they've now put in uh, uh, Chinatown. But that—that that smell and those those feelings came up of love that I have, you know, for my job and my uh, uh, my clients. But. We talk about that, that these images and sometimes the smell. Um, When I do treatments now, and I used to be um, scared of it, um, I see visions and I hear things. And I might pray with you and and cookies will come up or something to help you uh, connect to whatever we're treating about. Scratch that. Help me. Uh, Because the treatment, we talk about that oneness. That treatment is usually for me. Um, But those smells are really strong. So uh, don't be afraid of things that come up when you you meditate. Um, Love is a vibration. Uh, So when you're talking about love and what comes up in your meditation, uh, you'll feel that thing. Um, And just to help you with it, and I don't want to scare you with this love thing, um, we learn as practitioners and as ministers we're replacing fear with love. So I just want to kind of set that. A lot of stuff uh, in our consciousness is, comes around fear. And, uh, you know, that's why people talk about, let's put more love in the world, because uh, you want to replace that fear that they have. There's a lack of something. So meditation. Let me just get there. So part of your ATM, meditation. Meditation, here's a little definition. It's just spending a short regular opportunity or period in deep thought, right? So the meditation that uh, uh, she used today, you know, we were here for, what, a minute or something? That just, did you feel it in the the room? You know, it was a quiet thing. We were all of one accord, and it just opened you up for the message. And here it is. This is the fear part. It kind of will tell you what your stuff is, right? So a lot of people don't like to meditate because your stuff comes up, right? You, you got running tapes in your head all the time, All right. I, I used to love this when people tell me, oh, I'm in therapy. I, you know, we're going through the past. And I'm like, if I thought about everything I did in the past, I'd be crazy. Yeah, but guess what? It's in there. You don't lose some of that, that, those tapes in your head. And we're not taught sometimes to replace them with new stuff or that you can do it. The fear of revealing some of that stuff or reliving it is what blocks us in a lot of things. So meditation is just a way for you to kind of uh, face your stuff that comes up. Okay, And the good thing is that, and I'll get to treatments and prayers, that's the tools that helps replace that. Um, Holmes writes um, about meditations that he's found you know, a brief, brief few statements to help him, and he put it in Science of Mind book. Okay, so you know this is not a Bible. This is, the newest, this is a leather-bound Science of Mind book. If you haven't seen it, i get you one. Um, so I'm, sometimes I pull it out and they go, is that a Bible? Um, it's a beautiful um, edition, edition of the Science of Mind textbook uh, in Leatherbound. Anyway, in here, he has a few statements, right, mental affirmations for you to use, and you do a meditation, um, and it helps in your healing work. So he's kind of giving you some uh, tips on meditation, and you can do short meditations anywhere. Um, I ride the BART and the Muni in San Francisco. Um, One thing I have changed in my life, I take off my earbuds. I don't have Madonna playing, even though she was just in town. I like to hear sounds. I missed that for a while. You know, and, and in this room, you, 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 you hear the water. You hear the, the, the sun, so you know what I mean. But there are so many people that are just plugged in or disconnected to the people around them. It has now become my meditation. I like hearing the clack and the clank of the train and, and the whistle and, you know, not too many people also are talking because they're stuck in their, um, uh, their earphones or... Like this. (laughs) Right? They're all down like this. And sometimes I get on the train and, you know, they're all standing like this. And I'm like, excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me, can you move? Because they're all like, you know, they're just focused into their their phone. Um, But you can find a quiet space. You can can meditate in a noisy place. Just practice it. Um, And when I say practice it, go into it. Ask something, if something's bothering you, um, something you're working on, uh, you're going to work and you've got a project that's due. This meditation, or for me, um, helps me prepare for my day. And it helps me prepare for the prayer that I need. This is the key thing. Your stuff comes up. Meditation is to help you reveal what's kind of getting you stuck. Okay, and that's sort of the, the preparation for it. Um, and again, I go back to fear. Sometimes we're afraid what comes up. Okay, don't be afraid. <laughs> this is the key thing. Don't be afraid because you can replace those thoughts with a new positive thought. Go figure. This is why we're in this philosophy. I have changed, I can, I can add to my, my, my good in my life. Yeah, you change your life by changing your mind and the things that go into it. So, um, hmm, what example do I want to give you? Um, This is what's what's coming up for me. Um, This is my first uh, day without my cane. Yeah, come on, you can say yay. So, I had a mini stroke um, a couple months ago, and um, it was, it was tough. Um, what led to that um, was my a a, Fib, a- flutter. I'm on it. I'm taking every medicine now I see on TV. <laughs> uh. um, so an AFib, and a flutter is different than the heart damage that I had, or I have, um, from um, the AFib or from the stroke. Um, the blessing is that I was in the hospital already. I knew something was wrong. I'm like, nah, I don't feel right. Went to the emergency room. If you can get there, I swear to God, go fast. And I had the stroke in the hospital. So I laid it to bed, and I'm like, something's going on. Something's not right. Um, so a little paralysis here, um, but I don't have my cane. Um, you know, and I love I love my people. So my prayer partner was like, okay, well, you know what's wrong and what's going on in your life. That you, I'm like, no, no, don't go there. Sometimes we do the spiritual bypass. Um, what happened to me and how I got there is that I was doing a lot to my body. Um, you ready for this one? Um, I missed puberty, so I had all my wisdom teeth taken out at the same time. Then I had kidney stones. Then at the kidney stones, I had a PSA test, um, and that's when they saw that my... Um, This is a good one, that my prostate um, cancer level was up. Um, I then had a kidney stone get stuck. I had a biopsy for my prostate. Um, I had cancer. (laughs) So I was doing all these things. I then had surgery to remove the the stone that was stuck. Then I started radiation. I think my body was like, okay, you need to uh, rest. So that's how um, the AFib came and the stroke so here's the, third, here's the second blessing. My cancer's gone. You know, people, people ask me, like, well, what happened to the, the prostate cancer? Again, I caught it early enough uh, that we were able to do this amazing radiation. You know, my first PSA test was uh, uh, 2.5. So zero to four is, is good. So what I'm saying about all this is that heart thing. Um, what I heard... From a heart class I had to go to is that it's a muscle again, and you have to work on strengthening it. There's not a mag- magic pill. There was nothing to help my heart get stronger except exercise and time. And I was going crazy. <laughs> I just like fix it. Give me a pill. I want to. I want to go back. I have never had so many helpers come into my house um, and help me. Like I couldn't even. Um, you know, do this or grip something. I had to have the little play doh and if anybody 's gone through rehabilitation has a little magic ball, um, that little stretchy string, you know I had to sit there and do that, do that and and help with my motor skills, um, but I also had to feed my heart spiritually, and I just wanted to share that with you that i and you know, boy, God works is funny, he has a good sense of humor. Well, I had a lot of time sitting at home to work on my heart. (laughs) I had a lot of time to go to the computer and figure out what I can add to my heart. Um, So one of the issues and things um, in this philosophy um, about meditation and working on your stuff um, is that you don't have to go far. A lot of you have it in your house or you have it in your family. Um, Reverend, he used to say to us all the time, like, you don't have to uh, go be a minister down the street or, uh, or go minister in uh, somebody else's yard. You work on your own family, right? We're all mad at somebody or got to figure out something in our lives and our work. Um, and where was that in my life that sort of weakened my heart? So um, long story short, my sister just passed away. And um, I am the executive of her, her estate. Um, busy work, you know. I'm, 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 you know, handling things and, and not handling things. And I couldn't figure out why I was still um, having issues. Also, um, my relationship with my nephew uh, was blocked uh, only because um, we were arguing, bumping heads about money, of course. <laughs> Money is probably the biggest thing with families. Um, so what was I doing? What was, what was coming up for me? In my meditation, and what I've learned uh, that I had to work on is feeding my heart about my sister. Um, stuff came up. Um, and because I wasn't finishing uh, my duties as executor, because I was afraid and I was a fear that I would lose my connection with my sister. That came up. And boy, I didn't want to see that. You know, when she wasn't here in the physical, but if I had completed that last paperwork, I thought that my connection with her you know, would end. You know, that's a fear. That's a, a falsehood that I came up with in my, my meditation. And guess what? That's what I had to pray on. I needed help on treating to get through that fear of losing my sister. Again, and that, that's what it was. She died, and I thought if I didn't finish that paperwork, if I, I completed it, I'd lose her again. Does that make sense? Do you kind of see where that is? Um, so I needed to replace that fear with faith, okay? And uh, this is why we do treatments. Uh, so affirmative prayer in this, this philosophy, as I said earlier, you know, it's, it's how you connect to God or spirit. And I like how um, uh, in this book, uh, Dr. Reverend Ken Jordan, Gordon uh, does the preface, I guess is what it is. And, and he talks about that, that, that treatment, um, you don't need a go-between, you and God, right? You don't need somebody to, you know, connect you. And there's, there's people that, I oh, I can't connect to God, right? I, I, you, you know, you, you, I need somebody to do that. Um, one of my friends, she can't understand this philosophy. She's like, oh, you think you're God? And I'm like, yeah, he's my father. And it's, 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 it's just not a concept she can't, she can't grasp. She goes, you, you people up you know, in religious science, you think you're God. You think you're, you're like, well, I have the qualities that God has. You know, you're, you're, you're like, think about it. Um, but there's people who can't. And that's, and that's fine. So that work and treatments is important that you need to uh, use them, or you can use them, to change your life and and add to all that fear you have in your heart. So I needed to work on this. I needed to replace that fear that I had about losing my sister. She's not gone anywhere. She's actually in my closet with my dad in a little box. (laughs) Wait, okay, here's another one. I have three American flags... Uh, that I don't know what to do with. So my father was, (laughs) uh, he was, you know, uh, in the army. I got his flag. Um, His brother died before he did. I have his flag. And then when my sister died, I have her husband's flag. So what do you do with three American flags? Okay, somebody can talk to me later. Um, (laughs) So that's the prayer work. And so when I talk about ATM, the meditation came for me that I need to work on my fear, of my disconnect with my sister, okay? So, and this could be anything for, for any of you, but I just want to share what, what I'm working on. Um, I start replacing that fear with love, and it's now help with my nephew. <laughs> okay, if you... Okay, he's also in prison. That's a whole other story. Um, so there was only 10-minute phone calls that we had, and we would just yell back and forth without having a conversation. So we don't do that anymore. And I'm coming at him... With love. I'm being the love that I know he needs. I am being the love that he didn't have uh, with my sister that he lost, that he was feeling. So I'm leading with love in my conversations, in my letters to him, for all the legal stuff that we're going through. So our relationship has changed. And it's relieved that stress off of this. I'm working on it. I'm moving that muscle because I know That was 90% of why I was, besides all the radiation coming on my body, um, but I had already had a weak heart from my fear and my stuff with my nephew. So that's my treatment, or that's my um, prayer work that I love um, this philosophy about. So, affirmations. Okay, I was one of those people, (sighs) um, this is at work. Um, they used to come to my office or my cube and complain and gossip, and I loved it, right? There's, there's that place that you just go, and I got no work done because they were coming to my, my place to drop all the gossip. And <laughs> the food table was right by my, ta- my, my cubicle. So, of course, my body, <laughs> we all know that one, too. My body uh, got bigger because of that. Um, if you come to my space now, it's full of affirmations. I have them all over my cubicle, and you are love. I am love. So now, besides coming to complain, now everybody comes because it's a peaceful place. It's a peaceful area. Affirmations help remind you of the good that you are, that the love that you are. Um, and sometimes we need that, especially when the world is going by us. Um, I, I, um, what else is on there? Oh, um, any of the beautiful symbols like that that, that, that evoke... Uh, Peace and and joy. Um, I have pictures of that uh, on my uh, wall. Um, We have this new drug now that's uh, called um, Travada that's uh, um, a a drug that uh, now people who are not HIV positive can take it uh, to protect them. Uh, from uh, HF, getting HIV, acquiring it. Um, so I have positive images of clients that are now healthy or, or talking about that. Um, so there are things that help me in my job, uh, give me that positive uh, uh, reinforcement. Um, and here's the, the quick story I want to use about positive images. So has anybody done a vision board before? Right? So you kind of know what that is. Um, So there's a guy that I work with, uh, and um, he also went to my church. Um, Nice guy, um, looking for love. Um, One of the things he did did have, um, he had one of those, the skin issue, um, where he always had um, flakes on his uh, clothes, so it always looked like he had dandruff. Uh, Nice guy, you know, just had an issue like that, uh, and women weren't attracted to, or he thought um, he was having issues, and especially with the sisters up in uh, (laughs) San Francisco, you know, they didn't want anybody to to walk around looking bad, Uh, and we did vision boards on the perfect partner, and this is the number one thing that's right for practitioners, money and love is what they come to us about, Um, so we did a vision board, and, you know, all the things that he wants in a partner, the key thing because it wasn't working at first, is that he wasn't the love that he put on that board. you got to do the work, too. If you're going to put a vision of what you want and who you want in your life, and you're not that, then it ain't got to work. You're not going to, to, to mesh or meet. So I'm like, dude, you got to do the work. you got to do the classes. And this is why, you know, people, sometimes people think, well, why do you have all these things going on? These are the tools to help you get to that point and change your life. We're not just like making up stuff just so you could come and, oh, our center is like happy. These are the things that will help you shift and move. Um, so he had to do the work to find this person. So I moved away. I think I told you um, in my bio, um, the reason I was in Wilmington, Delaware, God bless that place, um, it's 25 miles south of Philadelphia. Um, and I went there to be closer to my sister as she made her transition, and I ended up uh, taking care of, or being minister at this center there. So when I came back to San Francisco, he, you know, he says, "Hey, Reverend Tony, you know, I want you to meet my fiance." Well, I went, "Okay, good, yeah." Um, and in his vision, uh, so he's African-American, you know, he, he was very Afrocentric and, po- you know, positive, and, you know, things for my community I, I, I want, you know, to, and help, and that's why he's at the AIDS Foundation, too. So he introduced me to Sherry, and she's a little blonde, blue-eyed girl from Texas. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. How <laughs> mm, how's that? Okay. Um... God. And this is a great, great story. Um, He did the work. Guess what? She had a vision board too. And, you know, they were of a mature age. Uh, So if you think love is, (laughs) you know, it's too late now for you. No, 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 no. Middle age is now 70. Um, When I got to know her and her family, They were worried about her that she'd never find that person because (laughs) her vision board was too much. Guess what? She's a hairdresser. She knows about the issue, about your head head and the, and the, the disease that he had. He doesn't have that anymore. Okay? So again, what he needed to change his life, she had. I, it's just, it gives me God bumps to, to think about it. Um, but again, that is that those affirmations of a vision board. You put on things that you want. Okay, and you know we're good at telling people what we don't want in a relationship, right? The key thing is what you do want. And sometimes it takes us 40, 50 years to figure that out. Um, but you gotta do the work and keep it going in your head and your heart, and be that. So when it comes time, when that person shows up in your life, you're ready. Uh, one of the things we, we talk about in foundation class, too, is that clean your room out. You know, make room for that bed, if that's what the person you want in your bed, and your, or your house. Stop holding on to that old stuff from your last relationship. You know, Clean the house up. Make room for that new person or the new thing, and you do it in your heart, too. So what I'm saying is as I talk to them, and um, I was part of their wedding, and now they're living happy, uh, happily ever after. They both did the work, and affirmations are so key to adding to that. So your charge or your action today is use this stuff. A-T-M. Affirmations, treatments, meditation. There's, there's, there's you know, nothing really else, uh, or those are the bases of what we talk about. So you work those and it will be life-changing for you. You be the love that you seek. Love leads everything, all right? If we had more love in Washington... I've uh, got. Okay, sorry, I went there. Um, <laughs> you know, and I just look, it's like everything that has changed in our, our world is because somebody had fear of lack, or you're going to take something away from... There is abundance everywhere. This is what we talk about there don't don't fear that there's not enough. there is plenty, okay and those are the, the fear is what feeds a lot of um, uh, bad situations uh, and hmm, how good is love? How good is you walking in a room being that love um and again, it's not you know yeah romantic physical love is is a big part of it, but um you know i i um Quickly, or lastly, at the San Francisco AIDS Foundation where I work, I was in retail. I worked for Levi's, uh, and that's why I moved to San Francisco. I knew nothing about, uh, you know, uh, triple-diagnosed folks. Um, I'm talking about mental illness, uh, substance abuse, and and living with uh, HIV. Um, but I had to be. The love, or I said, well, I can do this work because I had a love in my heart for my community, and uh, we all we, we all have a passion to do good work. But once I started in this philosophy, and also used it in my work, I, I can't tell you how my program has flourished, and and, and the clients that come to me, um, and the marginalized uh, folks that I see, and you know, I can walk through. <laughs> The tenderloin. It's hard on the date when you're walking through San Francisco and you're walking through the bad. I bet I shouldn't say a bad area, but an area where you know there are people that um, people want to step around and they go, "Hey, Mr. Tony." (laughs) So my friend goes, "How did you know everybody?" I'm like, "It's one of my clients." Um, But I have that authentic, that authentic heart, and people pick it up. Doesn't matter what you're going through; they know when you're coming from the heart. So anything you do, just, just, just know. That heart muscle um, is important. So um, I wanted to end, and I love the quote: um, "Take time to be the love you seek, and you shall find love you've been looking for." That's it, and so it is.